Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture and China, and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. Get ready to hear the truth about America on a show that's not immune to the facts with your host, Dan Bongino. All right, you might be wondering why I have a button-down shirt on today if you're watching us on our Rumble show on video. Uh, we have a special guest today joining us at the end of the show uh, will be President Donald J. Trump. Very excited to welcome him back to the show for the third time. The full interview, we'll play portions of it at the end of today's show. You're not going to want to miss it. The full interview will air on Sunday evening, this Sunday, around 6 p.m. Eastern time on my Rumble account rumble.com slash Bongino. It is our new uh, video, happy to partner with them, video alternative to YouTube and the tech tyrants, rumble.com slash Bongino. You want to check out the full interview. We ask them all kinds of questions. You're not going to want to miss social media fights that are going on, the potential chaos in the streets, the really good stuff. Today's show brought to you by ExpressVPN. Go get a VPN today and protect your online activity from prying eyes. Get your VPN at expressvpn.com slash Bongino. Don't wait. Welcome to the Dan Bongino Show. Producer Joe, how are you today? Fine, sir. It's Friday, so I'm doing well, Thank you man. for the, <laughs> Joe had to give us an abbreviated Friday because it's like the fourth time we've done the intro to this show. Let me get right to it, ladies and gentlemen. I got coverage last night of the fake town hall with, uh, 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 Vice, former Vice President Biden, which is really an in-kind donation to his campaign from CNN. We got a new sponsor today, Personal Defense Network. Listen, 2020 brought a lot of upheaval and chaos. That's why I was super fired up to have Personal Defense Network join as a sponsor of my podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, they have a library of personal defense videos and self-defense videos that are the best in the business. If you're not familiar with PDN, they have the world's largest collection of high-quality educational self-defense material on the internet. It's not even a close second. From firearms to self-defense to home defense training, Personal Defense Network will come to your rescue quite literally. PDN is an educational community built by patriots like you that provides vital, easy to understand, real world tips, techniques, and tactics. I have been an instructor in the Secret Service Academy. Their videos here on PDN are high quality. I wouldn't have taken them on as a sponsor otherwise. They have the world's best instructors delivering life-saving information. Go to go.personaldefensenetwork.com slash Bongino and the discount will be automatically applied at checkout. Their premium membership will be just $3 for the first full year. You believe that? That's right. Just $3 for a membership that's normally $69. You'll get access to hundreds of videos and classes. And when you become a member, I strongly remember, I strongly recommend one of their classes here called What's Better for Home Defense and the Circle Drill. Check that out. These classes make you feel like you're there with the trainer. They are high quality, top-notch videos you're not going to find anywhere else. Go to go.personaldefensenetwork.com slash Bongino and the discount will be automatically applied at checkout because you're a listener of mine. The premium membership will be only $3 for the first year. Again, it normally sells for $69. PDN tells me it's a deal like they've never had before. So type in go.personaldefensenetwork.com slash Bongino and the discount will automatically apply at checkout. Go.personaldefensenetwork.com slash Bongino. Go today. All right, Joe, let's go. All right, we will again have President Trump at the end of the show and a portion of the interview. You're not going to want to miss that. So uh, let's get right to it. So last night, CNN had a hilariously titled town hall with uh, former Vice President Biden, of course, running for president against Donald Trump. As you well know, um, it was an embarrassing failure. CNN should have to declare an in-kind contribution to the Biden campaign. You know what an in-kind contribution is? If you donate cash to a campaign, 
uh, you have to declare that. The, the campaign has to declare that over a certain right. amount if you donate over $200. But if you donate services, like when I met Armacost uh, yeah. at WCBN, Joe was like, hey, I'd love to take some photos for your campaign. I never took them up on the offer because we had a photographer. I wish I had. But if I did that, I would have had to declare Joe's photograph. Joe's a very talented guy. His photography services as an in-kind donation. Right. Not cash, but in-kind. Joe, I think CNN should have to declare last night's town hall an in-kind donation to the Biden campaign. It was a total joke and a total farce. The way the media treats Donald Trump and the way they treat Joe Biden is so ridiculous. I'm going to highlight this today in this media segment. I've been dying to pump to you all week. Uh, I'll ask the president about it later, too, as well, because it's just embarrassing. Uh, let's get right to it. So here first, before we even get to that. So here's the CNN town hall last night between Anderson Cooper and uh, Joe Biden. And, uh, you know, they're all into social distancing and the, the masks and all this, you know, because they want to make the Republicans look silly. Of course, they look, you guys aren't social distancing at the Trump rally. Look how safe. We, Joe, look how safe we are. Look how oh, safe we yeah. are at CNN. Yeah. yeah now, Joe's got Joe saw this video. So, again, if you're watching us on our Rumble account, rumble.com slash Bongino, please subscribe. Let's take it to the YouTube tyrants. Uh, let's bring that fight right to them. I want to show you what happens when the cameras, well, when they thought the cameras were off. During the break, don't worry for you audio listeners. I'll uh, I'll walk you through this. Play this video quick of when they don't think the cameras are rolling. How really safe and socially distanced they are. Check this out. When we come back, we'll have more uh, more questions from our audience from former Vice President Joe Biden. Thanks. The blockbuster. <laughs> I but uh, well, you know, it's fake social distancing, which means not social. I thought they were social. I don't know. Like Biden's like the interview. Biden's like 75 feet away, folks. And then all of a sudden, as the cameras, they think they're going to commercial break. You see Biden and Anderson Cooper get right together and ignore the whole social distancing. Listen, I, I'm not. I, social distancing is a good thing during a viral pandemic. Can we all just period full stop? We get that. But let's not be posers here. What's really going on? They put on a show. They want to nail the Trump team saying, hey, listen, look at his outdoor rallies. There's no social distancing. They put on the show for the camera. When the camera goes off, they ignore social distancing, too. So let's just not be phonies. Can we all agree? <laughs> we can't. Of course, we can't all agree. We agree. The phonies on the left will always be phony because phoniness is their thing. They're even phony about being phony. <sighs> Getting back to the in-kind contribution, also called the town hall. Remember the first question for President Trump at his town hall on ABC? Mr. President, you threw us all under the bus. I'm an alleged Trump supporter. Remember that? I'll play that uh, first question for you later from President Trump. Here's the first question for President, uh, Vice President Biden. Um, we would call this in baseball a bunt. You know a bunt? You don't have to hit the ball. You just bunt. Yeah. You just make contact. You yeah. lay the ball and you advance the runner. This would be called a bunt. Listen to this. This is the first. This is hard hitting stuff right here by the CNN town hall. Check this out. My sister, Phoenicia Adams, lost her life due to co contracting COVID-19 on her job. No, she was not a doctor or a nurse. She worked in environmental services department of a hospital. As a result, my niece, Anisha Hill, is without a mother. My parents are without a daughter and we are without a sister. My sister was full of life and had a smile that lit up the room. Vice President Biden, what plan do you have in place to keep us from contracting COVID-19 virus in our workplace? Now, folks, it's a tragic story, nonetheless, by Miss Adams there. 
But let's be crystal clear. That is not the way similar questions were phrased to President Trump at all. What are you, that's the question? What are you going to do? Folks, when President Trump was asked those questions after tragic personal anecdotes, which happened often during his ABC town hall, it was always implied by the tragic story that Trump had something to do with it. But not this question. This is a simple bunt. Well, what are you going to do? Allowing Vice President Biden, former Vice President Biden, of course, to go off on a, you know, often confused tangent on what he planned to do, which, by the way, is no different than what President Trump has already done. I start off this way, obviously, to cover the in-kind contribution last night to the campaign, otherwise known as a town hall, but also to show you in this segment I've wanted to do all week about how the media treatment of these two are totally different. You know, do you know the whole Republicans pounce thing? We've covered this on the show often. The media has an interesting way of handling both parties. Media folks are liberal activists. We know that, correct? Mm -hmm. Okay, good. We can move on then. Um, Obviously not breaking news there. But when the media, even when they find a scandal by the Democrats that they can't hide, you can't. Sometimes you have to cover a Democrat scandal. What the media will do is in order to say they're covering it and pretend they're actual media representatives, which they're not, they're liberal activists, what they'll do is they'll cover the Republican response to it. We call it the Republicans pounce phenomenon. I'll give you an example. You know, whatever. Biden's son is caught uh, uh, taking a job in Ukraine where Biden was the point man under Obama, a job he had no experience for during a, for a company that was being investigated for corruption. An example, that sounds like that really happened. That's because it did. And what were the media stories about? Republicans pounce on Hunter Biden. The story that, follow me here, the story isn't about Hunter Biden's shady dealings in Ukraine while Biden was the point man. The story's about what? The Republican response to it. It's a way to cover the story, but make the Republicans look like mercenary fools. Oh my gosh, Republicans pounce. They'd be called the Republicans pounce phenomenon. Once you see it once, you will never, ever lose it. This is the difference between the media on Democrats and the media on Republicans. When it's a Republican scandal, even a fake scandal, like the Ukraine call President Trump was impeached over, a totally fake scandal. It was no quid pro quo at all. We all know that. The coverage was ruthless and relentless. Quid pro quo, quid pro quo, quid pro quo every single day. That's not what happens with Democrat scandals. It becomes about the Republican response to the scandal, not the scandal itself, because they want to paint the Republicans again as mercenary, vicious, and they want to leverage a Democrat scandal to hurt the other party. Everybody tracking Joe's. That makes sense. Yeah, man. Yeah. We've covered this for a while. They're doing this now again with Biden. Mm hmm. Where the media questions, so we opened up the show showing the different town hall treatments between Trump and Biden. They're both told tragic stories. This happened in both town halls. You'll see it. I'll show you later. But yet when the tragic story comes to Trump, he's almost blamed for it. Why did you throw us under the bus? And yet when Miss Adams tells this tragic story, it got softballs given up by them. Well, what would you do? Allowing him to go off and again, say things that he's never planned on doing. He was been behind the eight ball in this the entire time. So we have the Republicans pounce phenomenon. The the phenomenon with Biden versus Trump is not so much Republicans bounce. It's this. Every time the media asks a question, what they do, a question of Biden, that is, is they don't ask him a question. They just repeat Democrat attack lines on Trump and ask him to comment. You get it? 
So the media, like the hapless Caitlin Collins and others in the press room, will attack Trump relentlessly. Why'd you do this? Why'd you do that? Why didn't you wear a mask? Why didn't he wear a mask? Right. Why didn't you dis right. why didn't you do this with vaccines? Yep. Are you prepared for refrigeration for vaccines? It's endless attacks. When they ask Biden a question, it's not why did you do this? It's what are you gonna do about Trump being awful? You don't believe me? Wait for it. <laughs> Howie Kurtz, who's a uh works at Fox with me over there. Howie Kurtz covered this on his show, Media Buzz, where he covered the disparate media treatment between Trump and Biden. So Trump gets hammered with relentless, why did you do this questions? Biden gets asked questions about attacks he's already using on Trump. And so Biden just gets to repeat the attack. Here's Howie Kurtz showing you, and then I'm going to go into the difference between them, and you'll see how ridiculous the coverage is between the two. Listen to this. Joe Biden held two news conferences this week. That's a good thing. But most of the questions reporters in Wilmington asked on Friday were head-shaking, just downright embarrassing. The contrast with President Trump's pressers, dramatic. None of the national reporters really challenged Biden on his policies or past statements. It was all reciting negative stories on his opponent and inviting him to dump on Trump. When you hear these remarks, suckers, losers, recoiling from amputees, what does it tell you about President Trump's soul and the life he leads? You know in your heart, you know in your gut, it's deplorable. It's deplorable. And the president said last night he once again suggested to his supporters that they should consider voting twice. State officials have said it's a felony in some cases. Just curious what you make of it. And there are a lot of people out there who are supporting you or inclined to not vote for the president who would say, why isn't Joe Biden angrier about all of this? <laughs> you, you see it? So again, GOP scandals, hammer the GOP. Get everyone on the record about the scandal. Democrat scandal, don't get anyone on the record. Make the scandal about the Republican reaction to it. Republicans pounce on Hunter Biden. Media handling of Donald Trump, hammer him relentlessly on fake scandals you make up and get him on the record at every minute. Questions to Biden, just repeat Biden's attacks and ask him and ask Biden how he feels about his own attacks. President Trump called the uh, military men suckers and losers. Totally fake, made up story, right? How do you feel about it? what's his soul like? What's his soul like? That other joker, if you watch the video, the, the guy with the uh, with the glasses, the second questioner. Yeah. Do you hear him? <laughs> I'm wondering why you're not angrier about the awful President Trump. It's a question. It's a question. What do they do? They just repeat Biden's attacks and allow him to follow up. It's not a question. It's an in-kind campaign donation. It's a joke. Why am I covering this to highlight? Because some of you may fairly enough say, why have you been dying to cover this all week? We know that, Dan. We know the media sucks. You've been telling us that forever, and we get it. No, no. I get that they suck. You know they suck, too. Pardon the language. But I want you to understand the tactic so you learn to pick through it and explain it to people who can't, who don't have the BS detector. Now, when you see conservatives pounce, Republicans response, you see that about a Dem scale, you'll know what to look for and discard that article. You'll also know in the media questions how to pick through their tactic of just repeating Biden's attacks on Trump and asking him to follow up and making it out like it's a question. What's in President Trump's soul? What kind of stupid question is that? Watch it again. 
They, listen, the audio here is based it's not Joe Apollo's fault. This is Biden's getting he's he heads to Florida. This is a few days ago. He's getting out of the uh, the armored car. He goes up to a press pool. My guess is this question's pre-planned. This is in Florida. I want you to pay attention. The audio is not great on this because you hear, you know, jet engines in the background, everything else. But the first question to Biden, my, this had to be pre-planned. Again, they do the same thing. They repeat a Biden attack on Trump and ask Biden to comment on his own attacks. This time it's about President Trump's disinformation campaign against you. Listen to this if you can hear it. Yet now, thanks to Joe and Paul for doing that. But that, that audio was a lot worse, by the way. Did you hear him? The reporter, he's in Florida where he's struggling with the Hispanic vote, Biden, badly. Like, really badly. Like, super badly, right? So he comes out in the first question, convenient, perfect timing, Joe. What a coincidence. A reporter <laughs> yeah. says, what are you going to do about Trump's disinformation campaign and the Hispanic community against you? Allowing Biden to do what? That's Biden's attack on Trump. Trump is waging a disinformation campaign in the Hispanic community, repeated by an alleged reporter who allows Biden then to follow up again on the disinformation campaign in the Hispanic community by Trump. That's not happening. This is a reporter. It's an actual question. Now, let's contrast that quickly. Let me get to my second sponsor, but look, I'll show you this now. I'm going to contrast this quickly with the treatment Donald Trump gets. I want to show you how, again, a... During the town hall, same how the total disparity in treatment is profound. It's black and white. There's huge red lines here that should not be crossed with the media that are being broken. How when Trump is told a tragic story at the town hall, watch what happens, how the questioner throws him under the bus. Let me get to my second sponsor today. I'm glad to have him on board because I'm a total germaphobe. I use this probably four or five times a day now. Phone soap. Gosh, you know what all this... uh, the pandemic and everything going on, ladies and gentlemen, there's no better time. Everything's opening up again. It doesn't mean all those nasty germs have gone away. In order to reduce the spread of germs, wash your hands for 20 seconds and clean that third hand you never washed. Third hand, which one? Your phone. Because whatever your hands touch gets passed to your phone. The best way to clean your phone is with phone soap. We use this all the time. It is my go-to. What is it? It's the original patented and clinically proven UVC phone sanitizer. They've been making phone sanitizers for the last decade. Phone soap uses UVC light and their patented and clinically proven technology to kill 99.99% of germs like E. coli, salmonella, and the cold and flu virus. Phone soap can sanitize and charge your phone in as little as five minutes. Phone soap is the only consumer UV sanitizer with a 360 degree disinfection chamber. It uses two quartz plates to elevate your phone, ensuring the correct UV light frequency hits all sides of your phone for total disinfection. Phone soap is featured on TV. Shark Tank is easy to use. It fits smartphones and cases of all kinds. Can even sanitize TV remotes, keys, earbuds, credit cards, and other common household objects that need disinfection. This is a great, great product. Don't accept any cheap knockoffs. Phone soap is EPA phone soap is EPA registered and trusted by healthcare professionals around the country with millions of satisfied customers, including me. Remember, other products may claim to sanitize 99% of the germs on some parts of your phone, but only phone soap's patented technology can achieve 99.99% disinfection. 
99.99% disinfection kills 100% more bacteria than 99%. For a limited time, go to phonesoap.com. Use the code USA to save 15% and receive free shipping. Phone Soap offers a lifetime warranty in their bulbs. Go to phonesoap.com and remember to use the code USA. That's phonesoap.com, promo code USA. Go today, disinfect those phones. They can get nasty. All right, back to the show. So uh, as I told you, now let's go to, so you saw how they treat Biden, kid gloves, repeat Biden's attacks and allow him to double down. Right. Uh, you saw at the debate, the tragic story to Biden and then just following up with a softball, like, well, Biden, tell us what you do. Let me get, give, a, give a campaign speech. Um, that's not what happened to President Trump during the ABC town hall, which was an actual town hall, not like the in-kind contrib- uh, contribution to the Biden campaign. Here's the first question President Trump gets and notice the tactic again. The tragic personal story, but then the hit on Trump afterwards that never happened to Biden. Check this out. I voted for you in 2016. I'm conservative, pro-life, and diabetic. I've had to dodge people who don't care about social distancing and wearing face masks. I thought you were doing a good job with a pandemic response until about May 1st. Then you took your foot off the gas pedal. Why did you throw vulnerable people like me under the bus? Folks, that's not a question. However tragic this gentleman's story is, that's not a question. Why did you throw vulnerable people like me under the bus? That's not a question. That's an attack. Please tell me how that's a question. Why did you, one, it assumes, what, Joe? That he threw the guy under the bus. Right. There's an assumption. This right. is the standard, when did you stop beating your wife? Huh? What are you talking about? Totally, totally different treatment of these two actors in this presidential campaign, President Trump and Joe Biden, totally different treatment. I just want you to be aware of the tactics. Now, part three of this, and I want to move on. I got a lot to cover today, including President Trump coming up in the show. Please don't forget. Stay tuned. Don't go anywhere. What is the media hiding? Why are they giving Joe Biden these in-kind contributions? Why? What are they, what's wrong with Joe Biden? Well, we already know there's seriously, it's not a joke but it is worth considering, considering he's running for president and all, the cognitive decline of Joe Biden is obvious. What are they hiding? Ladies and gentlemen, Joe Biden can barely talk without media help and the help of a sponsor, excuse me, a teleprompter when it comes to impromptu extemporaneous questions. He needs a teleprompter. He cannot think quickly enough to answer legitimate questions. You don't believe me? Look at this video. You've probably seen this already, but it's worth considering again. Here's Joe Biden pretending to take a question off the cuff from a, a union employee. He's doing this town hall with unions via a Zoom type technology. And notice what he says before he answers the question. Check this out. I want you to pay specific attention when he first talks what he says. Check this out. And I would like to know, what will your administration do to help them give them that chance? Thank you. Move it up here. You know, there used to be a basic bargain in this country. Workers shared in the wealth their work helped create. Move it up here? Was that part of the answer? Of course it wasn't. What is he talking about when he said move it up here? Go rewind. Check it out again. Move it up here. He's talking about the teleprompter they're using to answer the questions. Well, how would he have a teleprompter? Ladies and gentlemen, a teleprompter, the material I've yeah, filled in for Sean Hannity and others, there's a teleprompter. There's a teleprompter on my show. We only read the spots from it. The show is out of my head. But I've read off a teleprompter before, copy in a pre-prepared show like the Hannity show, where you write the stuff beforehand. 
Well, how would he write this stuff beforehand, Joe, if the question was extemporaneous off the cuff? Because it wasn't. This was all pre-prepared stuff. He can't answer a question off the cuff. He loses it. By the way, his staff isn't even denying this, that he speaks in supposedly off-the-cuff, candid, back-and-forth Q&As. They're not even denying that they're not candid or back-and-forth and that he uses a teleprompter. You don't believe me? Listen to the Biden staffer dodge this question and then turn it around on Trump and others when asked about the prompter. Check this out. How do you respond to the criticism that has uh, uh, we've seen this all over about the vice president using a teleprompter during some of these interviews? Oh, well, I mean, first of all, I would say very clearly the vice president uses a teleprompter uh, on occasion. You see it as giving a speech, but he is also out there every day taking questions from reporters. You're seeing that today. He's in Florida uh, and will continue to take questions. He's take I think he took questions four or five times uh, out on the stump and out his travel last week. They minimize this guy's exposure. They later turned that around. Sorry, said, oh, well, Trump uses a teleprompter too during prepared speeches, not during Q&A's. Trump has taken, what, a thousand times more questions than Biden? You still don't believe me that he uses a teleprompter during supposedly candid back and forth Q&As? Check out this photo. I'll explain it to you on audio only. Don't worry. Here's a little photo. Hat tip uh, Cernovich on this. So Joe Biden put up a picture of his family. And the family was in a glass frame. You can see this here with the arrow. What is that in the background? Because there's a reflection (laughs) as he holds up the picture. That's a teleprompter. Did he not realize there was going to be a reflection of his own teleprompter? There it is right there. Rumble.com slash Bongino. If you'd like to see it on video, it is a glass frame with a reflection of a teleprompter. Now, what are they hiding? Ladies and gentlemen, they're hiding. This play the video. Harris-Biden administration is going to relaunch that effort and keep pushing further to make it easier for military spouses and veterans to find meaningful careers, to ensure teachers know how to support military children in their classrooms, and to improve support for caregivers and survivors so much more than we do now. Did you catch it? They're hiding what, Dan? What are they hiding? I missed it. Did you catch the beginning of that? A Harris-Biden administration? I thought it was Biden-Harris. Well, you thought wrong. We've only been telling you now, what, Joe, for a month? Ever since she was yeah. uh, announced as the vice presidential yeah. candidate with Biden? It's Harris-Biden. Yeah. It's not Biden-Harris. I'm sorry you thought that. Technically, it's Biden-Harris. Actually, it's going to be Harris-Biden. Right. How do we know that? They keep slipping and saying it, what I already told you. Biden is not prepared to be president of the United States. He doesn't have the capability to do it. Everybody knows Kamala Harris will, in fact, be the de facto president. And there you go. Biden slipped. Go listen to it again. In a Harris-Biden administration, his words again. My words a few weeks ago, his words on that clip. That's what they're really hiding. Biden's weak. Biden's losing it. He's losing his grasp on reality. And ladies and gentlemen, that's what terrifies me because Harris is the most radical far left member of the United States Senate. You may say, well, you know, Biden, whatever faculties have left, he'll stop them from going far left. Will he? Interesting. Here's an article by Just the News, the great John Solomon, who, by the way, is on Rumble as well, has a great account. You can check him out over there. But here's just a news article about AOC, who's already saying, yeah, yeah, we can likely push Biden in a more progressive direction. That's a quote from AOC. Folks, this is what has me terrified. All these claims about Biden being a so-called moderate, he's not. He's weak. He's a leftist. 
And even if he wasn't a radical leftist, but he's a far leftist, AOC in the far left already knows he's too weak to stand up for himself. That's why he keeps changing his position on issues like fracking, taxes, defunding the police. He will say what he can to get elected. They'll tell him what to say because he doesn't know what to say himself. And then the minute he gets into office, Kamala Harris and AOC are going to run that show. If this doesn't terrify you, I don't know what will. A de facto Kamala Harris, AOC, Ilhan Omar presidency. Their words, folks. AOC's own words. Are we misquoting her? That's a quote. We'll push him in a, quote, more progressive direction? Yeah. You will. All right. Again, got a lot more President Trump coming up. Also, uh, I got this article coming up next from the Wall Street Journal. Uh, where I don't want you to believe the Democrat hype about the economy. I'm going to give you the pure numbers here about how great the economy was doing so you have some ammunition going forward to argue with your leftist friends who seem confused about the difference between the Obama economy and the Trump economy. Again, I thought facts and data mattered. Let me get to my third sponsor, our friends at LifeLock. Ladies and gentlemen, I had my identity stolen. I've told you about it quite a bit. It was awful. They bought a bunch of real estate programs, which it took me, I had to cancel uh, my one of my credit cards. It was actually a charge card to get over it. It was a disaster. It took me about a year to clean up the mess. Don't let this happen to you. The FBI Cybercrime Division is warning students and families will be vulnerable to cyber attacks because of their current online learning use of teleconference apps. Since the start of the pandemic, there's been a 300% increase in cybercrime activity. That's devastating. Hackers are becoming very sophisticated in taking advantage of teleconference accounts through which they are pawning information like emails and passwords. It's very important to understand how cybercrime and identity theft are affecting our lives. Every day we put information at risk on the internet. Cybercriminals, they're smart. They find new ways to steal our information identities. You can miss identity threats by only monitoring your credit. Sometimes it's too late. Good thing there's LifeLock. Get ahead of the game. LifeLock detects a wide range of identity threats like your social security number for sale on the dark web. If they detect your information, they'll send you an alert. I get texts on my phone. I love it. No one can prevent all identity theft or monitor all transactions at all businesses, but you can find out if your information's on the dark web. Get your free dark web scan today at LifeLock.com slash scan, S-C-A-N. Pick the plan that's right for you and save up to 25% off your first year. Big savings with promo code Bongino, my last name, B-O-N-G-A-N-O. That's a free scan at lifelock.com slash scan and 25% off with promo code Bongino. Do it today. Do it for yourself. Do it for your family. Do not get your identity stolen. It's a nightmare. All right, back to the show. Thanks, Lifelock, for supporting the show. We appreciate it. So I'm, I'm getting uh, quite tired of these uh, false, fake, phony attacks. I live in Florida. There are Biden ads running 24-7. Right, Paula? We see them on TV all the time. They're quite annoying. Um, and they're all dishonest. Folks, if they're honest, I'll tell you. I mean, Biden ads could be honest and just policies I don't support. Fair enough, right? At least he's telling the truth. I just don't like it. You know, Biden ran an ad and said, hey, I, I want a public option. It's not a dishonest ad. He's what he wants. It's just a really bad idea for healthcare. His ads are lies. He has an ad running right now saying, and you know this ticks me off, we are not going to hike your taxes for anyone making less than $400,000. That is not true. It's false. He has already pledged to repeal the Trump tax cuts, something I'm going to ask the president about if we get to it. The Trump tax cuts were for the middle class. You got a three or four percentage point tax cut. Please look it up. Don't take my word for it. Just look up Trump tax cut rates. Look at what you were paying before your taxes were cut. Because that's what you'll be paying again when Biden repeals it, which means your middle class taxes are going up. That's just a fact. His ad is a lie. 
I'm sorry if you believe it and you're lying to your friends about it because it's not true. What I'm also getting tired about is Biden's claim somehow that the Obama economy was so good. They handed off this just golden football to President Trump and he ran into the end zone and took credit from the one yard line. Where are you getting this from? What facts and data do you have to support this? Great, great, legendary article, the Wall Street Journal about exactly this. I had to leave it to two screenshots in the interest of time. I Candidly, I could have screenshotted the whole article and put it on the show. Probably would have had some copyright things though. So we got to keep it. But this article is worth your time. It's called The Higher Wages of Growth. Before the pandemic, income growth soared and poverty fell to the lowest rate since the 1950s. Really? That's not what I heard. I heard Obama did all that. Did he? Remember that public enemy song? Don't believe the hype. Well, don't believe the Biden hype. Here's the real Trump economy story. Again, using facts, if you're into that kind of thing. If you're not into facts, you can stop listening now. I don't care. I'm not interested in having you as a listener either. If you're not interested in facts, it's a useless transfer of information. Facts. I got my fact blocker like a Captain America shield. Huh? Facts should matter, no? Screenshot number one from the piece. Facts. Quote, meal, real, uh, real median U.S. household income last year rose by $4,379 to $68,709. Okay, for the liberals listening, that means your median U.S. household income went up. In dollar amounts, this is nearly 50% more than during the eight years of Barack Obama's presidency? Wait, what? That's not what I heard from the Obama-Biden regime. The wealthy last year benefited from a roaring stock market as they did during most of the Obama years. Here's where it gets interesting, folks. So median household income in the U.S. went up dramatically in one year, 50% more than the eight years of Obama. Here's where it gets interesting. Oh, that was only for the rich. Really? Quote, but lower and middle income folks were also sharing more in the country's growing wealth. Notably, median household incomes increased more amongst Hispanics, 7.1%, Blacks, 7.9%, Asians, 10.6%, and foreign-born workers, 8.5% versus whites, 5.7%. And native-born Americans, 6.2%. One reason is more Americans with lower education levels were working. So just to be clear, again, if you do data, data stuff, I know you don't, liberals, but for the sane people listening, before the plague hit, the Trump administration had median household incomes in the United States. People who live here, in other words, had their income growing at rates dramatically higher than they grew the entire eight years of the Obama administration in one year. Kind of weird how you haven't heard that story, right? Or how the greatest income household growth was amongst blacks, Hispanics, non-native born Americans, Asian Americans. And was actually lower for whites and native-born folks. I heard the opposite. I heard Trump is a racist. He's clearly the worst racist in human history, if that's the case. You didn't hear about that stuff, did you? You heard about that in the media? Did Anderson Cooper ask uh, Joe Biden that last night? Why their record was so horrible on household wealth, household income, and minority income growth. Did he ask that question? Did he, did, yeah, he didn't, right? He, 
pretty sure I missed that. Well, Trump definitely contributed to inequality, right? I mean, we've, told, we've been told that. It's so unequal now. Trump tax cuts for the rich. Everything was unequal. Under Obama, there was perfect equality. Everybody had everything. You, you got a tuna sandwich for lunch. Everyone else did too. Really? Is that really what happened? Is that what the data says? You know, data, again, facts. I know you're allergic to that kind of stuff. Libs. Well, let's check this out from the Wall Street Journal piece. This will be fascinating. Let's see what the data actually says. Income inequality last year also declined by most measures as the bottom uh, a quintile share of, the inc of income grew by 2.4%. But incomes grew across the distribution with many lower earners rising into the middle class, some of whom joined the ranks of the affluent. Gosh, this sounds like a really bad growing income inequality story. It goes on. The share of households making less than $15,000 a year in inflation-adjusted dollars declined to 9.1% last year from 10.4% in 2016. That's when Obama was in charge, Libs. And 11.2% in 2010, uh, also Obama. At the same time, the share with the, the share with um, excuse me, the share with income between 75,000 and 200,000 increased liberals, that means it went up to 36.1% from 34.4% of 34 in 2016, Obama, and 328 in 2010, also Obama, while the percentage earning more than 200,000 ticked up again up. It means more uh, to 10.3% from 8% in 2016 during Obama and 5.9% in 2010, also during Obama. Uh, that is really weird how income inequality has gotten better under Trump and was wor worse under Obama. Again, you know, data. I, I get it. Data is a difficult, horrible, awful thing to you people on the left. But again, I wouldn't mind your attacks if your attacks were at least honest. Just come out and run a campaign ad and say what we all know is true. Income inequality grew under Obama. President Trump fixed it. We're going to go back to growing income inequality. Dan, they'd never run an ad like that. At least it would be honest. Household wealth and income grew under President Trump, was stagnant under President Obama. We're going to continue the old stagnation policies. May not be the best ad, but at least it would be honest. But liberals aren't interested in honesty, and they never are. That's why they wake up every morning, they look in the mirror, and they can't stand themselves, and they take their rage out on you. Because they know they have no information whatsoever to back up their ridiculous, absurd claims. All right, uh, because I want to uh, get to President Trump in a little bit, I got one more story I want to cover, maybe two. Uh, let me get to my final sponsor, a great sponsor of the show. They've been here for a long time. I really appreciate them. Uh, Helix Sleep, I needed them last night. I was a little worried about getting the questions right for the interview today. want to make sure you ask some good, hard-hitting stuff. Uh, Helix Sleep, sleep like you're sleeping on a cloud with Helix Sleep. Helix Sleep makes personalized mattresses right here in America, shipped straight to your door with no free, no-contact delivery, free returns, and a 100-night sleep trial. Come on, you can't beat that. It's the best offer out there. Not only that, they're just darn comfortable mattresses, personalized for you. To choose a mattress, Helix has a sleep quiz. It takes just two minutes to complete. It matches your body type and sleep preferences to the perfect mattress for you, not for someone else. You like a mattress that's soft, firm, sleep in your side, your back, your stomach, you sleep hot. With Helix, there's a specific mattress for each and everyone's unique taste. I took the quiz. I was matched with the Midnight Lux Helix mattress. I wanted something that felt firm, and I sleep on my side all the time. I love Helix, but you don't need to take my word for it. Helix was awarded the number one Number one best overall mattress pick of 2020 by GQ, Wired Magazine, and Apartment Therapy. Just go to helixsleep.com slash Dan. Don't wait. 
Take their two-minute sleep quiz, and they'll match you to a customized mattress that will give you the best sleep of your life, like sleeping on a cloud. Don't spend eight hours on a garbage mattress made for someone else. Right now, Helix is offering up to $200 off all mattress orders for our listeners. Go to helixsleep.com slash Dan, helixsleep.com slash Dan for up to $200 off your mattress order. Thanks, Helix. We always appreciate you being a part of the show. All right. Um, So, you know, the great John Solomon, he has his website, Just the News. We use his reporting all the time. He appeared on another terrific reporter, one of the few left, Maria Bartiromo, uh, her Fox show. And uh, he nailed two big takeaways, two big takeaways from what he thinks is coming in this Durham investigation of the Spygate probe. Um, Again, the Spygate, sometimes Paula gets on me because it's a very complicated scandal if you get into the wonkery. But the overall gist of it is very simple. They spied on the president. They use fake information for doing so. It's really that simple. I want to play this video. It's a little about a minute 40, but it's worth your time. Solomon hits these two high points and the two big takeaways from what he thinks is coming into the investigation, into the investigation. One of them is that that 17 agencies say President Trump was being helped by the Russians. Remember that? The ICA, the intelligence community assessment? Yeah. That was all a fraud. That was nothing more than a cover job from Obama after they got caught spying on Trump. That's coming. And secondly, he talks about the Office of Net Assessments I covered in my Devin Nunes interview, which is a, a, a separate division in the Pentagon, which was giving money to some of the people who were involved in the spying operation on Trump. Takeaway number two is, was your tax dollars being used to spy on a presidential candidate through the Pentagon? Wouldn't that be a big deal? We've been talking about these two things for a long time. Listen to John Solomon sum them up beautifully. Check this out. I've talked to CIA officials for a long time, and I know exactly what their fears are. We may get to see those fears in the public very soon. Devin Nunez, back in 2018, when he was House Intelligence Committee chairman, sent a secret referral to the CIA inspector general that challenged the CIA spycraft during the Russia collusion investigation. And specifically, the conclusion that John Brennan made as he was going out the door that Russia was specifically trying to help Trump win and Hillary couldn't lose. I can tell you that in that document, that classified document, there is a lot of bad news for the CIA's work. And the hint that maybe the CIA also had evidence Russia was trying to hide, help Hillary Clinton, and they hid that information from the American public. Yeah, we also know that the Office of Net Assessments paid out washed up spies potentially to entrap (laughs) Trump campaign people. I'm talking about Stefan Halper, uh, who was uh, making huge amounts of money being paid out by the Office of Net Assessments, uh, $411,000 right before the warrant to uh, spy on Carter Page was secured. Was John Brennan running that? Uh, I have a funny feeling the FBI was running that based on my reporting, uh, though I wouldn't be surprised if CIA and Halper had a lot of contacts as well. Uh, I think we're going to learn more about that in the next couple of weeks. I wouldn't be surprised if we saw the release of new information that illuminates what uh, Stefan Halper was doing, what ONA was doing, and who their handlers were inside law enforcement and U.S. intelligence. I'm hearing of a declassification that could be coming down the road very quickly. There it is. There it is. Johnny Solomon, justthenews.com. Knocking it out of the park again with the great Maria Bartiromo, who always knows the questions to ask. Here are your two big takeaways. The 17 agencies said that Russians were trying to help Trump. That report is bogus nonsense garbage. It was produced after Trump won the election in the transition period to cover for Obama. And they may have had information indicating not only was Russia not trying to help Trump, but was actually trying to help Hillary. Wouldn't that be weird? 
David Nunes calls the ICA, Intelligence Community Assessment, 17 agencies. He calls it the Obama dossier. So do I. That was nothing more than political cover for Obama to feed to the media so everyone could keep the collusion hoax going and keep the heat off Obama's role in Spygate. Second takeaway, the Office of Net Assessments. Pentagon, your tax dollars paying for people to spy on Donald Trump and his campaign? Oh, that's a huge scandal. Wait till you see that money trail. Isn't that going to be delicious? How do you feel about that? You working hard to pay for your president to be spied on. How did it make you feel good? That wet your beak? Bake your bagels a little bit? Those are the two big scandals. All right, without further ado, let me get to a snippet of my interview with President Donald J. Trump. It is, of course, always an honor to have him on the show. It will do the magic of television and video. I will put a tie on and a jacket here. We're going to interview President Trump. We'll put this in the full interview. We'll air on rumble.com slash Bongino this Sunday around 6 p.m. Eastern time. It will then air on my normal channels after that. We'll keep it exclusive there because I'm really trying to get away from YouTube, folks. Rumble is free. I am now a, uh, I have a financial stake in the company, disclosure, uh, but I like to join the fight. I'm tired of YouTube's nonsense. Rumble.com, please subscribe. Rumble.com slash Bongino. Rumble.com slash Bongino. It is free. You don't have to pay anything. It's easier to use, and I believe, than even YouTube. Rumble.com slash Bongino. Don't miss the full interview. Now, here's a portion of my interview with President Donald J. Trump. But Peggy Noonan, even this morning in an op in the Wall Street Journal, is worried about the potential for violence by people not willing to accept the results of this election afterwards. Um, is your administration concerned about that? Uh, we want to win. And once we win, we'll take care of business. We'll take care of business. We are uh, winning now. We have uh, polls. Our polls show that we're winning in uh, Wisconsin. We're winning. I mean, we, we're winning in Arizona. And yet the New York Times comes out with a poll that we're nine down. OK, we're not nine down. These people, these are crooked polls. These polls are crooked. You know, they're uh, suppressions, really suppression polls meant to depress, meant to depress the voter and even the candidate. And uh, we didn't get too depressed last time. Last time it was worse. We were down in eight going into Election Day. We were down in eight or nine swing states, right? We were down in every every swing state. Damn. We won every one of them. Every single one of them we won. And, uh, and, you know, if you look at the Washington Post poll, which is always terrible, uh, except for the final day of election. But by that time, it didn't matter last time. But they put us down 10, 12, 14, 18 last time. And then we won the election. And they were very embarrassed for a day. And then they get back on, you know, they get good for about a week. They apologize to everybody for such bad service, for such bad reporting. New York Times actually re apologized for such bad reporting. I said, well, that's good. You know what? That's good. Now we can have a nice, normal, good newspaper. And uh, within two weeks, they were back to their old stuff. So, no, I think we're doing well. I think we're up in virtually every state. The, the real numbers, and we have real pollsters, too. And these are the real numbers. You know, we got a 52 or 53 today in Rasmussen, which was very accurate last yes. time. Remember, we used to talk about Rasmussen. They had two or three accurate right. polls last time, and all three of them I'm up. And that's with a popular vote, which is, you know, I don't even go for it. I, you got to go with what they have. And, you know, we Hillary used to campaign all the time in California in places that— 
she shouldn't have been campaigning. Someday, yeah. someday they'll understand that Bill Clinton was right. He knew exactly yeah. what was going to happen. He was the one that yeah. predicted what was going to happen. Yeah, he's much savvier politically um, than she is, uh, Mr. President. On the social media front, and you know, disclosure, I have a relationship with a competitor to the social media platforms, but um, Twitter and Facebook and others, I've seen of them upping the ante on what I perceive to be attacks on conservatives. Um, Twitter specifically on your account, uh, they seem to fact check and. Uh, put little disclaimers on your account. Meanwhile, Joe Biden continues to repeat false attacks endlessly on his Twitter account. Uh, I'm concerned that I think a lot of other people are out there. So a question came in from my audience. What would happen in this post-election period? Say it's close and it's a few days or maybe a week or so before we know the results of the election. And yet your political people doing, you know, you know, regular analysis say, hey, listen, I think we won. What would stop Twitter from basically suspending your account, not letting you get information out there. And what would you do um, if that was the case? Well, I take it right to the Supreme Court. Uh, they're under the gun. They are, for instance, they have a trending section, right? Trending. Now, I know what a trend is. A trend is something I know probably better than anybody, including them. They're always putting me trending. And I'm always like number one, two, three, four. And oftentimes, I'm many of the trends. But it's only negative. I've done very positive things. Like, when I get nominated for the uh, Nobel Peace Prize, it trends in a yeah. negative way. In other words, why would they nominate him? He only created peace in the Middle East. You know, I'm in the process <laughs> of doing that. Why would he do a thing like that? Whereas they nominate, you know, Obama gets his nomination a couple of weeks in, like at the beginning, and he had no idea why. Why did they do it? And, you know, now they ask that same question. Why did they do it? But uh, the trending in Twitter is just some guy – I think I know who it is. Just picking whatever he can, like hydroxychloroquine. They had it trending for weeks and weeks and weeks. That's not a trend. They just tried to make us look bad, even though it's gotten some rave reviews and doctors are loving it more than ever. You know, doctors are loving it more than ever. I took it for a while, for two weeks, you know, just in yeah. case. We had a couple of breakouts in the White House, and I said, get me something fast. And I took yeah. it. And uh, for two weeks, absolutely no uh, I mean, the good news, I didn't get it, but uh, no impact or anything. It's a very safe. It's been out for 50 years for a different problem, malaria, lupus, you know, et cetera. But you have doctors. Right. But, but they had this thing trending in a very negative way. I don't even know why would they be so against it. But they had it trending in a very, very negative way for many weeks. Number one trend. Now, you and I know in a pop culture, hydroxychloroquine, is not going to be your number one trend. Maybe for a, a night or a half a night or an hour, but they had it up there forever. And yeah. it's just a phony trend. I mean, look, it's a phony deal. And if they ever did anything like that, we would sue them under Section 230. We would sue them and do everything we could to get rid of Section 230. You know, the funny thing is I protect them more than the Democrats. The Democrats hate them. I actually protect Damn. them because I want to see great companies. I don't want to have to see China take over. And, uh, you know, I don't want to see China have the, the biggest. And I actually protect them much more than the Democrats. The Democrats, I think, other than we would do it, the Democrats would want to repeal Section 230. If we repeal Section 230, all of those companies go out of business. They go out of business because we Damn. take away their liability shield. Yeah. Yeah. It's a real shame that we're the defenders of free speech and we seem to be the focus of uh, a lot of their attacks.
Ladies and gentlemen, I hope you enjoyed that. Again, full interview, rumble.com slash Bongino. Please subscribe. Be available Sunday, 6 p.m. Eastern time, and then available on all my other channels after that. Please subscribe to my show on Apple Podcasts. Again, rumble, rumble.com slash Bongino. I really appreciate it. Hope you enjoyed the show. Uh, don't miss the interview, the full interview again Sunday evening. You're not going to want to miss it. Some of the other answers are absolutely spectacular. Really appreciate your time. We will see you all on Monday. Good day, sir. You just heard Dan Bongino.